When you know how to listen, everybody is the guru. Speaking to you, it's right here, always. This is from page 78 of Be Here Now by Ram Das. I just picked up a beautiful paper copy of this book that I read probably a decade ago. And I've been drawn to Ram Das's work intensely for about the past year, especially as I've gone on many medicine journeys that helped me reconnect with myself and rediscover who I am. And this copy of it, oh my goodness, if you're drawn to Ram Dass's work, if this quote spoke to you in any way, this is such a beautiful piece to have on your altar by your bedside. Every page has so many potent codes that activate you and remind you in the most playful way. It's like a spiritual journey of remembering done in a very humorous, alive, and joyful and light way, but at the same time, it's very deep. So this book is part of my gift to myself for my birthday. My birthday was yesterday on August 11th, and I'm sitting now in our new home in Austin on a sheepskin in my bedroom at my altar surrounded by sacred objects that I've collected from around the world and through different journeys within and without. I'm looking at a Shungite pyramid crystal from Russia, a mushroom-shaped beeswax candle, some turkey feathers from the tiny cabin property, which we left a little over a month ago now. And there are so many powerful lessons moving through my life right now. It feels like my whole life I have been preparing for this moment right here, right now. And I don't yet fully understand all of it, just like I don't yet fully understand Web 8 and why this is the name that the podcast being chose for itself and the beautiful design that came with it. I knew that that container was meant to be woven in a very, very specific way. And as of right now, I'm not called to hustle and schedule interviews and make episodes happen. As I was on the plane to Austin and this big transition from New York to Austin, I heard a very clear assignment to be here now. My job is not to produce, not to launch, not to prove, but to be. And so I don't know what that's going to look like for the rest of August for the podcast. I might take a week or two or three off. I might continue following the whiffs of inspiration and downloads and come on here. This is exactly what I'm doing now. I wasn't sure if I was going to release an episode this week as it fell on my birthday, and then this morning, as I anointed myself with beautiful rose oil, I was called to sit down and create this sacred space to share with you what is moving through, because I know that when lessons and downloads are moving through each one of us, it is not just for us. It's for everybody who 
is meant to cross paths with us. And everybody who is meant to be on the receiving end and bask in the mirroring codes that are given to you to share with others, not just keep to yourself. So this morning, I went for a cold plunge and sauna ritual at Alive and Well, which is a beautiful healing space in Bee Cave near Austin. And typically, cold plunge really scares me. I'm really not comfortable with physical discomfort, specifically with cold. It's something that scares me on multiple levels. There's like a a deep-rooted association of when I get cold and my body gets uncomfortable, I catch a cold and I get sick. So I knew I was being called to expand my capacity to be in the unknown, to be in the discomfort. And it so happened that as I was walking into the sauna and cold plunge space, the woman who was coming out of it, she just so graciously and generously offered me some coaching of of how to uh, breathe. Specifically, what she said is that Wim Hof breathing, which I've done on and off for the past few years, doing a round of 30 breaths, really deep breaths in and really deep breaths out. You can do it through your nose or mouth, but those very intense breaths, almost like your, it's like your last breath you'll ever take, like that in kind of intensity. And she also said, keep your hands out of the water. Somehow it helps you stay um, in control of the body. And also try to submerge your throat so your thyroid. And I did those things and I did a couple of switches from the sauna to the cold plunge. And my first round, I did 30 seconds and I went to the sauna for like seven minutes. And then the second round, I did one minute in the cold plunge, which was the longest I'd ever done. I know some memories that come up when I think about cold plunge. I haven't done that many cold plunges in my life, even though my dad has always taken cold showers and tried to get me and my sister into it. I was never into that idea, but there's something in it that's been really calling me. And the experiences I've had with cold plunge were in the Russian baths in New York City. If you've ever been, you know, it's an iconic establishment. It gets like really loud and rowdy and you can get a treatment. It's... um, it's an experience. Me and my friend Jasmine went there during one of the snowstorms in New York. And so there I typically would just go and kind of hold my breath and then run out as fast as I could and go back into the sauna. And the time after that was actually at Londolozi Game Reserve where Eric and I got married. And the day of the wedding we slept separately, which is a Jewish ritual that Eric explained to me. And on the morning, I just had this beautiful ritual to myself to drop into my body, to set my intentions, to say goodbye to the previous chapter of me that was me being single and step into this divine partnership. And what I did is I went to the spa and I did a cold plunge with sauna, which was very different because it was nestled in nature on this deck overlooking the African savanna. I think it's Savannah or Prairie. I'm not 100% sure. But overlooking the elephants and surrounded by crystals and some of the most powerful healing humans I'd ever met in my life. And I did very short spurts in the cold plunge there. I think I tried Wim Hof 
but didn't really stay committed to it and didn't like push myself beyond the initial discomfort. And so today feels like this on the first morning of my 34 years of life, I was in this sacred bath, sacred water ritual, and I was able to push past the discomfort. And then especially after the second time, when I came out, there was such a sense of just buzzing and aliveness throughout all of me, as if I'd been meditating for hours, that kind of place where you get typically after a very deep drop-in. Often that happens instantaneously when you're in a community because all of the energies are amplified, all of the intentions are amplified, but this was one of the most potent portals of access into that place of knowing and remembering and being that I've experienced in a long time. And it was such a gift. Hmm. This week has been full of healing experiences, which is the highest wish that I have for my birthday. One of them was a beautiful acupuncture healing as recommended by my friend Allison, and I was reflected that I've been very much in my head around the packing process and the moving process, and my body has been kind of left behind. I've not been inhibiting my body very actively. And so that unraveled a whole series of um, conversations with myself and some deep breaths to keep bringing myself back into my body into my human and experiencing the world, not just through the mind, but through the body. And as part of that is this ongoing circular lesson that keeps coming back in. I even did an episode a little while ago that said, share what moves you, not what makes sense. And that pertained to what you share on social media. It was this invitation to go beyond what your strategic mind thinks makes sense to share to get to where you think you want to go and and show up from a place of what are you moved by today what makes you feel alive right now what's actually moving through your life what are the energies present in your experience and when we share from that place kind of like i'm doing right now there's not really a script or an agenda i'm sharing what feels alive what's moving through and i trust that those who are meant to receive this and see it mirrored in your own life you will find this in some miraculous, synchronistic ways. And if this episode ended up in your presence in an interesting, synchronistic way, maybe you got a ping of like, oh, I haven't heard Xenia for a while. Let me go check out what she's posted. Or maybe a friend sent it to you saying, hey, I have a feeling that you're meant to listen to this. I would love to know. So message me on Instagram at xenia.brief or at web8.fm. So speaking of synchronicities and weaving, when we are opening to listening, the guidance is always there. And the lesson that keeps coming in over and over and over again, it is to follow through on those seemingly random invitations and guidance to reach out to that person, to take this unknown road, to make an appointment for something at a specific time on a specific day. In my experience, when we follow those things, especially when we don't know why they are happening and moving through us, and then we say yes to them, 
there's such magic and miracles that unfold. This birthday week, Monday morning, I woke up and my first thought was reach out to Rebecca. Rebecca Naylor has been a guest on the podcast a couple of times. She is a beautiful healer and a community leader here in Austin who I got to meet through one of my conscious social media programs. Shout out to everyone who's ever taken the conscious social media program or any of my courses. I've met such incredible human beings doing such beautiful work all around the world. And I see all of you and I bow down to all of you. It's a very special community. So I got this invitation to reach out to Rebecca. I knew she was coming to my birthday circle on Thursday, but there was a very clear invitation that we are meant to connect before then. And the moment I opened up my phone to message Rebecca, I see a message from her. She beat me to it. She was feeling the same thing. And she invited Eric and I to a sound healing that was happening at a studio near us. And typically Eric is like, I don't know, yes or no. But this one, he was like, all right, yes, it's a yes for me. Absolutely. And so we went to the sound healing and it was like a whole multidimensional journey that took me into so many dimensions. It was such a powerful activation. There were many tears falling through my eyes. There was so much releasing and remembering. And at the end of the night, Eric asked the sound healer what sound bowl she uses and ended up getting me a couple for my birthday because it's something that I wanted to have for a long time. And it's something that represents my desire for community, my prayer for community. And so this medicine of sound has been really present. And it so happens that on Monday, it was Lionsgate portal. It was 8-8. And there's just eights showing up everywhere. Web 8, 8-8. All the 11s. My birthday's on the 11th. There's so many repeated numbers. And numbers are one of the ways that the universe God communicates to us. And when we pay attention to it and we cultivate that awareness of those signs and playfully interpret them, I find that life becomes like this treasure hunt, treasure hunt of meaning and aliveness and joy, truly joy. Another lesson that has been moving through really powerfully is the power of choice the choice, the attention, intentional life force management. So I had planned some really fun activities for my birthday. So did Eric. And one of them was starting the day with yoga. And we went to the studio that I'd gone to a few times prior, and I really liked it. It's been very zen. The playlists have been very multidimensional, taking me into all kinds of places. And then we show up to the class on my birthday, and... The music goes from me just not liking it to like this blasting hip hop rap, kind of like the Y7 Sweat Yoga Hustle in New York. If you've ever been to those classes, shout out to for surviving them. It was really intense and it's not where I was energetically. And so there was part of me that could have chosen the story of, oh, you know, it was a bad yoga class, not my vibe, not aligned, not the music I wanted. And just gone ahead and gave energy to that story. But then there was this other part of me that knows that when we choose to trust, that even things that bring us out of alignment, things that are uncomfortable, like the cold plunge, 
when we're able to stay in them instead of obsessively switching the radio channel to what we think we want, there's some medicine in there. When you know how to listen, everybody is the guru. And so it is with the discomfort and the cold plunge. So it is with the yoga teacher that was not what I was expecting. So it is with interactions that don't go the way that you thought they would go. What if there's medicine? And what if those pockets of misalignment and not feeling fully comfortable actually are there to reveal to you all the areas of your life where, yes, you are in alignment. Yes, you are on the right path. Yes, you are being your full-spectrum, multidimensional self, embodying all the aspects of your soul and all the aspects of your humanity at once. All the aspects of self, all of the aspects of where you come from, and all of the aspects of where you're going. Choosing to stay instead of running away. Last year, on my birthday, it was a Wednesday, and Eric and I did some adventures around the property. We collected blackberries. We had a sound healing that um, wasn't what I expected. And I think it was just preparing us for some things that were meant to move through that were uncomfortable, kind of mirroring that experience from the future. And it was a Wednesday, and where we lived in the Catskills, none of the good restaurants were open. Barely any restaurants were open on a Wednesday. And so I felt a little bit alone. I felt um, away from my community. And luckily, the day after, we traveled to Austin and ended up having the most beautiful adventure in Austin with two of my soul sisters. And that was kind of planting the seeds for our move to Austin. But on the day off, that magic was not there. And it really left me feeling sad and resonating with people who choose not to celebrate their birthday because I feel like oftentimes if a person chooses to not celebrate their birthday, it's in avoidance of it not going the way you want it to go. That's what I learned from my own experience. Because what happened is that I promised myself that from now on, I will always be going on epic adventures and I will be traveling the day of my birthday so there is no risk of not having enough adventures and connections and synchronicities and magic the day of my birthday. And so in that vein, I had planned a trip to Mexico for us on this birthday. I had spent all this time researching hotels. You recommended some great hotels to me on Instagram and I was already looking up the food and the yoga studios and it was all coming together, buying my bathing suits and all of that. But something in me wasn't pulling the trigger on buying those tickets. Just like in February 2020, when Eric and I had just come back from our nomadic journey to Argentina for the winter, we came back for a stopover in New York and I kept having dreams about Colombia. We were meant to go there. I know I'm still meant to go there at some point. Something in me was not pulling the trigger. It made so much sense to go there. We could both work, keep working remotely from there. I had the tickets looked up, but something in me wasn't saying, let's go. I was not getting the green light. And so the same with this trip to Mexico. 
I had all of the windows open, all of the hotels chosen, all of the flights chosen, and I didn't hear the yes. Do you honor when you hear a no? Even when your mind doesn't want it, even if it's uncomfortable, it goes against all of your logical plans. Can you trust that? I realized that in me choosing to trust that no was a profound invitation into receiving. Hmm. This whole chapter of life has been about massive receiving. It feels like my whole life has been preparation for this amount of receiving of love, of presence, of community, of connection, of abundance. It's like all of these other things needed to come in almost to test me, to see whether I'm able to stay true to myself, true to my integrity, to what I want to create in the world, so that when things start coming into my experience in big, big ways, so that I have the power to stay true, to stay in truth, stay in love. As I enter this circle that is the flow of resources. And that was the invitation with the birthday. It was this trust in, you've been praying for community. And we brought you into the epicenter of the most epic community. Can you trust that you can be held, and that you can give in that holding. And so I was invited to create a cacao circle, a sacred cacao circle for a group of close friends who all have ended up in Austin from all coasts. And I made this beautiful Canva invitation. I sent it to a few people. And last night after an adventure with Eric, going to the springs, going for a dip, getting my favorite coffee at Greater Goods, and a few other things. We came home and I prepared myself, I prepared the space, I prepared the cacao, and then most beautiful people came over and we had a beautiful full moon circle. This birthday fell on a full moon and there was a meteorite shower. There were so many layers that I'm still discovering about how special that night was. and. There was part of me that made no sense, but it was coming in and saying, hey, like, how do you know that people will show up? How do you know this will be what you want it to be? And all of that were just put on the altar, put on the shelf. And I allowed myself to be in community, to receive. My dear friend Aaron Rose was there, and at some point I was kind of running around in the hostess mode, making sure everybody has what they need. My name actually translates from Greek polyxenia, is what my name comes from, and it's spelled with an X, and it means hospitality in Greek. So it's embedded in my DNA on multiple levels. And as I was running around, kind of going back into my head, away from my body, Aaron said, is there anything that I can do to support you in enjoying this fully? Ah, and I took a deep breath like this that went all the way from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, and I felt the grounding. I felt dropping back into my body. I felt the presence. And I was reminded that I don't need to take care of everybody, that my presence is the most important thing that I can give everybody. And me staying true in my heart is what activates everybody around me to drop back into their hearts. So when we do this work for ourselves, we're doing this work for everybody around us, and it's always, always rippling out. 
So I choose not to run away from the unknown, from the discomfort. Choose to host people in our new home, even though not all the furniture is bought, not all the boxes are unpacked. It felt right. And what was really cool is I've never been the person who likes balloons or cakes or all these things you kind of see on pictures on Instagram. I found it to be a little bit cringe. Um, and there was medicine in that for me. Clearly, I'm seeing that now. And yesterday, Eric surprised me with a whole house filled with balloons and the numbers 34 and golden color. And there was such a simple joy of celebration in that gesture. And I take back all of the feelings I used to have about these things that seemingly don't make sense and are unnecessary. And finding these pockets of joy in the different ways to celebrate being alive and choosing to be in a human body at this time. This house is the most beautiful and biggest house that anybody in my family line has ever lived in. I am driving a new car that is the most beautiful car that anybody in my family line has driven. And in all of this external beauty that is unfolding in my life, I know that there's a deep and profound invitation to turn toward the inner beauty and know that the outside sanctuary is there to hold the mirror up to the only beauty that matters, which is within. And it's interesting how I had to move through so many times in my life where I felt like I don't have enough or I have less than and I am not enough to now having all these things that I always wish to have and being brought back full circle to see when I walk into any room, into any space, it's not about those external things. It's about something that's been there all along. And I was seeking this confidence and comfort in these external markers of success, of beauty. And now that they are falling into place in the most divine, miraculous ways, I feel like I have the space and capacity to hold and see that it is radiating that beauty from within that makes the biggest difference and the only thing that matters. My whole life has been a preparation for this, for receiving this kind of love and beauty. Not to accumulate, but to radiate, to share, to connect. Hmm. I'm so grateful that you're on this journey with me, here for the unfolding. I don't know what's to come, but I have a sense that there will be some really deep, meaningful, moving, transformational conversations coming this fall and winter to the podcast in the new iteration that it is building its foundation on. And for now, this is where I'm at. This is me sharing my heart, sharing the lessons, and inviting you to celebrate life with me inviting you to trust the medicine that is moving through your life 
that all of it is meaningful and intentional and nothing is a mistake. It is all part of the unfolding, even if it feels like a huge detour and a reroute, it was all meant to be there. And those contrasts, they are the medicine. And it's not about just the final product that you've put out there. It's about the whole journey of what is weaved into what you're putting out there. So I know that right now in my experience, I've had some really cool ideas of what's to come in next in my world in terms of offerings, like in-person experiences where you come into my home and we have a whole day of dropping deep into the soul, into the heart, into remembering cacao ritual and nature, watching the rock wall and singing with the birds and the trees, and then creating content from this place of alchemical uh, trust and capturing the aliveness that is moving through your cells so that it may benefit everybody who's meant to come in touch with your content. So that's one of the ideas. There's some courses possibly brewing too, but I know that this is not, this is sacred work. You are doing sacred work too. That's why we're connected. And sacred work cannot be rushed. Even when the mind really wants to have a schedule of, I'm launching four times a year and this is the structure and this is the email list sequence and all that. I feel like the world that we are weaving together and creating, it doesn't operate on these predictable ways. And so that I know that whenever I put something out there, all of the energy of everything that's moving through my life now, all the little choices I'm making, God does not take naps. There's nothing you can sneak behind in between the walls thinking, oh, he won't notice that, they won't notice that, she won't notice that. There's no little things you can hide when it's not 100% yes. The most powerful thing you can do is to admit that it's not. And so will you choose to trust the yeses and trust the noes and trust the in-betweens as well? I know that whenever I am moved into action around my next offerings, everything I'm doing now will be weaved into what I'm offering Every little choice leading up to it, every little lesson will be delicately, powerfully weaved into the offering that's there, and it's all coming together in its own time, and there's no rush. So I'm excited for all that's to come, and I'm so grateful to be incarnated at the same time as you and be moving through this journey, and to trust the unfolding with you and to find joy in the smallest moment and to be in profound gratitude for health, for aliveness, for radiance, for connection, and for the beautiful human beings and non-human beings that are placed on our way to remind us who we are, why we came here, and what our path is. When you know how to listen, everybody is the guru speaking to you. It's right here, always.